1: going on guys it's your boy anthony alongside the best big three count in the universe big three news aka will back with another edition of the fourth man we just wrapped up one of the busiest weeks weeks the busiest the busiest uh, busiest week or weekend of the big three in it's history and it was an awesome weekend a lot of changes in the standings a lot of upsets uh more specifically on saturday and it's a wild week so we're going to recap all the games and get into it kind of in a different style just because there were so many games that went on. We want to make sure that you get the most of the information during this hour or so, but first and foremost, my guy, Will, I know it was hectic on my side, but for your side, I mean, it seems like a busy week every, every, every time I talk to you. It, yeah, no, no,
0: this week was crazy and credit to everybody who, uh, you know, like did it, you know, like everyone was working their asses <laughs> off this weekend. So credit to everybody who, who got it done. And at the end of the day, you know, we had, we had 12 games in three days, Wild. you know? So, you know, credit to everybody who uh, was involved with that. Everybody did a great job and, you know, we keep on moving forward, man. This is it. Duke of the standings. This is it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's I, do or die time.
0: It's not up or we're shut at up. at
1: point where not only are teams actually eliminated, but we can probably ourselves dissect some of these teams and probably eliminate them, uh, at least toward the bottom of bottom yeah. half of the stand. We can probably eliminate them ourselves, uh, because there's only two games left in the season. So we're going to get into every team. We're going to kind of give you the theme of what we think of them as a team and also how they perform this weekend, give you updates on that. So before we dive into that, as always, if you want to find our socials, follow all Big 3 News, whether it's game days or throughout the week, we'll be doing this all season up to the championship in September at 4th Man Pod at Big 3 News at A underscore Siggy. If you want to watch the show on YouTube, it is at or it's youtube.com slash fourth man pod. We've been having a bunch of interviews. Uh, we've been recapping the show every week, not with necessarily visuals, but it's a more detailed recap and probably the most detailed one you'll get on YouTube. Oh, absolutely. For everyone who tunes in on Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel, we appreciate you guys as always listening on Saturdays. I know sometimes it can be a little late of a recap, but at the same time, you know, if you're not tuning in or you're a little bit more casual, you're at least catching up to speed while the games are going on. So Definitely. We'll make sure you're informed week in and week out. So, let's dive into this. Every every team played two games. We saw triplets get upset. We saw game winning four point shots more than once from more like the same person. And Andre Owens, it was same a same circle weekend. too. Same shot really twice. I mean, really an off balance four pointer. I mean, I want to start here. What what kind of surprised you the most out of the weekend? And who do you, which team do you think did themselves the biggest favor? Um, you know, I think the
0: biggest surprise was probably, you know, I think it's, you know, cliche to say, but I think it's, you know, triplets losing. And, you know, as much as I don't want to, as much as I, you know, when I say this is a surprise, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised they lost. Like, it's like, I'm, it's almost insulting to killer threes, but yeah, we're clipping this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but in a way, like I, you know, you, when a team is playing that good, and every week just seems like you know they're almost like getting better and better every week, and you know they just seem absolutely dominant and un- unstoppable. And this hype train just sort of you know surrounds them. When it just comes to a halt, and they lose in the way that they did, I mean, they you know that wasn't like the power game where you know if if Trilogy had two losses on the season right now, they were four and two, and that one loss, the closest they ever came to losing was you know Royce White has a shot to yeah. sink power or sink triplets, excuse me. Um, and it misses and whatever was a good shot, but it missed and missed. And then Joe Johnson hits that, you know, fade away game winning three. Um, but that wasn't this type of loss for triplets killer threes came in and they took care of business from the jump. I mean, Joe Johnson looked off. Uh, you know, he didn't, wasn't really getting any help from anywhere else. I, I think Alan Anderson played a pretty solid game individually but other than that, you know, I think Killer Threes might have given us the blueprint a little bit because Ooh. they just they just completely triplets look sloppy. They looked like they were panicking a little bit, and you know, uh, you know, I said this on game day, but somewhere I think Kenyon Martin and, and that, tr- trilo- that trilogy team for 2017 are <laughs> popping bottles somewhere. Ooh, but I
1: had to be,
0: you know, uh, this was probably you know, trip. This triplets team is probably one of the best teams that we've seen in the history of the big three i mean it has to be they're five and one two games left to go they've really dominated every opponent except for power and now they lose so this is in my opinion the biggest upset in big three history
1: yeah i agree what do you or which team do you felt you feel like let me rephrase that which team do you feel like did themselves the biggest favor over the two games in three days
0: you know, I, I would say I I think it's keeping on the same path. I would say you have to say killer threes
1: because
0: mm. this was a team that this time last week was 500, that's a a, and a 500 team was nowhere near sniffing the playoffs. And then you look at this weekend and they had so now I'm thinking so much about the game Saturday. But remind me, who did they play Thursday? Killer threes. That's when they played Bivlac. Okay, Bivlac went off again. So. Yeah. There you go. So, so bivouacs, you have bivouac, and then you have triplets. So I think both of you were looking at that and like, they're going to go one and one and they're just going to stay a 500 team. But triplets was a must win game for them. And that's pretty, it's pretty unfair. Your second game in three days against the undefeated champions. And you really have to win this game to stay alive. And not only did they win, they made a huge statement.
1: Yeah. You right literally now, go they, from worst to first. That's literally.
0: Wild. Like, <laughs> and just i feel like their two wins were the most impactful you know I, the only other team that i think went 2-0 and o was aliens right or, or yeah no. aliens. aliens yeah aliens that's it everybody else that... went one and one i,
1: I believe you're right besides three... bivouac they went oh and two and enemies went oh and two okay yeah well i was thinking three out of monsters but they actually lost the triplets so
0: because they're all four and two
1: yeah and i feel like they were all that going into the weekend three and one Yeah, and I got to say, too, the fact that they kept both teams under 40, like, we expect Biblack, you know, unfortunately. But Triflets, man, they couldn't even put up 40 points. I know. I think a lot of it has to do with – I mean, Mo Charlo has made a big difference defensively. But throwing guys like Mo Charlo and a healthy Dante Green on Joe Johnson, just more size, you know, just a different look. Bigger guards, 6'11 guard essentially is what Dante is almost. I mean, that – that I feel like you know maybe that is the blueprint. That's well, something maybe we didn't see enough in the championship because Steven Jackson trying to take the reins a little bit defensively.
0: And we talk about um, this team, this this game because really that was the game of the weekend, right? Like yeah, you know who are we kidding? But Dante, so let's talk about that other game. Dante Green, thirty three points. Yeah, he is has just ascended to another level. The second half, MVP level at this point. Absolutely, he absolutely Dante Green. Has to be in your MVP conversation. He had a solid first half of the season, very solid. But again, when you start out 0-2, you get dismissed a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Now they have doubled their loss total as wins, which is a very complicated way to say they're four and two. <laughs> and he is he is absolutely an MVP candidate. He's a playing like he's a top three player in this league right now. The only other players that I put above him at this moment is maybe, you know, it's recency bias. But I think, personally, he's playing better than Barbosa at the moment. That's tough. And I think – so the only two guys I'd put above him is, you know,
1: he's maybe neck and neck with Mike Taylor and Joe Johnson. I think Mike Taylor might have lost – do we think Mike Taylor lost his step not playing one of the games? I know we got injured. Well, I I never
0: want to blame it to an injury, you know. Fair. But Uh, even in
1: in that other game, it was more of a team effort, you know. Like, individually, do we feel like maybe he lost a little bit in the race for MVP. I mean, he talks about it being both sides of the ball. So it, it's just because I
0: feel like he didn't play. So it's absolutely reason He bias. he comes out, he has another stellar performance. We're going to, you know, it's good. This conversation is going to be kaputs, but he goes out of Milwaukee. Exactly what you said. I feel like, you know, it maybe was unfair to expect him to have this crazy game because they were in Milwaukee. It was Mike Taylor game or whatever, but they got the win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he did what they had to do to win and he played a solid game. Um, and then he, he gets hurt, so he doesn't play the next week. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think I agree with you with both sides of the ball, but I just feel like Dante Green dropping 33 and then upsetting triplets, what really is going to end up being the game of the week, a game of the year yeah? for that is going to be triplets and ghost bowlers. Because if Mike be Taylor goes out there and he, and he adds to his resume, we beat Joe Johnson at triplets. And then he not only does that, but then he knocks triplets down to everybody else's level. And then it's just complete mayhem yeah, for the crazy. last week of the season. Then And then if Dante Green then you know, doesn't then drop 33, then I don't know. But if Joe Johnson is the MVP, then maybe the much more interesting conversation we should be having is who's number two. Because Dante Green has very sneakily snuck up, and then he's just like, boom, in your face these last two yeah. uh, games. Meanwhile, Mike Taylor is getting a little bit more of this like, buzz because it's sort of like an under, you know, underdog story. And, but, but you're right. He has been playing both sides of the ball, but so is Dante. And yeah. Dante will, play, will guard all three positions. That's true. So uh, I, really, I really think that question is going to come down to what it goes, how does Mike Taylor do against triplets? Because we've seen Dante Green snakes, and that's the most impressive thing that anybody's done this season.
1: Well, I think it's going to Joe
0: Johnson beating the scoring record.
1: Well, true. But I think it's going to be one of those things now at this point where we thought the MVP race was a runaway. And now it's kind of maybe we'll have to wait, you know, play the long game a little bit. We'll have to actually ride this thing out the whole season because it's
0: not over. It's not, really over. not over. That's
1: exactly what I'm getting at. And I was making this, you know, antic earlier. This is how close Dante was to setting the I scoring know. record. It literally rimmed out. It went around the rim and out. I know. But I got to be real, you know, Dante's our guy. I was a little upset with you, CJ, that you took the three, but hey.
0: I was upset too. I
1: was like, CJ, dumb. you gotta got to pass that back to him. But to his credit, I don't know if you saw my Instagram live with him today. They didn't know. I know. Well, I actually talked with Dante too, and he said, he told me, because right after the game, he said, I should have just went and laid it up. <laughs> but I, I took the three, because I think it was just more of a heat check at that point. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I did see the IG live today, and I didn't realize that, like, he, he even said even he was like, "We don't have the code.
0: scores up. We don't know until the end of the game." Yeah, I guess they're not so, really like looking up. You know. Yeah. Well, he said in the scoreboard they don't have the individual stats. Oh,
1: okay. like in like sense. an
0: NBA game, to go to NBA game, like shows it. Right. Um. Right. He said they don't have that. So he said, "I had
1: no idea." He just knew he was going. Oh,
0: he just knew he was going off, just going yeah. crazy.
1: Okay, let's get into these teams. Um, I feel like I was going to start bottom to top, but at th- at this point, we've talked so much about triplets and killer threes, so. Maybe we can, we can, we can scratch those bottom. two off the list. We can scratch those two off the list. Yeah. I mean, Triplets goes one and one on the weekend. They beat Three Headed Monsters, I think. And the final there was let me give a final here 51 45. Three Headed Monsters made it close, but ultimately a uh, big halftime lead uh, prevailed them to victory. And then Killer Threes, like we said, went two and oh. <laughs> Dante Green chopped 33 points. Frank Nitty had an awesome game, too, against Triplets. One thing he, he said. Did. When he He came on the show, well, when I was asking about the championship game is that he's like, I only played like two minutes in championship game. So don't even ask me about it. It was like I wasn't even there. So to kind of get that opportunity again to go against the best team and then put up that kind of performance, I think he had 15 points and seven assists, which seven assists in my in my book in the big three is a huge accomplishment to the fact that they only go to 50. But to get that second opportunity and ball out, it's pretty sick, too. So, Yeah. Well one it's funny one, too. And, I, and I, a, I we're
0: talking about killer threes, and you know, this is obviously this is gonna become the killer threes episode. I can already tell, but <laughs> Frank Nitty, it's funny, right? Because in 2019, like, you know, obviously Frank Nitty's very good, right? Like, so let's let me preference this by saying that, you know what I mean as as, as the five ten guy who you know player. went one and nine in his right re- season. I <laughs> uh, don't as a bad critique <laughs> Frank Nitty. But I remember in 2019, like you could tell I'm Frank Nitty's he good. Awesome. He's a truly he's a truly legend. But like, he didn't necessarily do it for me immediately in 2019. You know, like, he was good. He, I think he had, I think he was like one of the assist leaders in the league. Mm -hmm. But like, again, like, we went into the season and we were like, I don't know who's replacing Steven Jackson. And to be honest with you, I think I said, I was like, has to be Dante Green because I don't think it's going to be Frank Nitty. You did, you did. You made that point. And, And but I I couldn't be more wrong. And we talk about guys who they come in their second year and they put it up to another level. But this might be one of the biggest jumps because exactly what you said. Guy that played two minutes in the championship game, and to be honest with you, he played two minutes in the championship game for a reason,
1: right? That's you know, point.
0: it wasn't like you know some crazy like you know conspiracy to keep him out.
1: They had their best guys out there, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it's now like the trust Frank, factor isn't there yet,
0: and now and you understood why they made him captain. You know, what I mean, he, he's very well respected, and he's a young guy, and he's very passionate about the big three. Um, he wants to grow the league, so absolutely, those are the guys that I want to have as captains. You know, just like Dermar and Scal. I mean, guys right. who are like, I'm in like I'm in this thing for the long haul. Um, but he has stepped up as one of the better player captains yeah. in this league. So you know who knows? They could they could end up going 0 and two, and then they end four and four, and we're like, Yeah, they were an okay team. <laughs> so we're riding high on them right now. But I did just wanna, I'll be the first one to admit when I was wrong.
1: I think we were kind of right. I mean, we we I was wrong on Frank Nitty. I was wrong on Frank Nitty. Oh, well, fair. Is what fair. I'm saying. But we were right on them as a team. We looked bad to start the season. But yeah, a four-game winning streak for Killer Threes. Very impressive stuff. And unfortunately for Killer Threes, they're not the only four and two team. <laughs> there is a ton yeah. of teams that are four and two. We got Trilogy, we got tri we got Ghost Followers, we got three-headed monsters, and only four teams can can uh, take a play in a first class seat to the Bahamas. So Let's talk about some of these four, four and two teams. Let's start with Trilogy because they had an interesting weekend. They were they went one and one. They lost to Ball Hogs, but then they demolished Ghost Ballers. Uh, the game against Ball Hogs, they don't have their captain and Jerry Jack. Congrats to him, by the way, on getting the coaching job with the Phoenix. Oh, side. yes. That's awesome. On the flip side, they go against Ghost Ballers. Like I said, demolish them, but they don't have their best player in Mike Taylor. <laughs> At the same time, though, Trilogy does look like a really, really – like we talked about how we thought they were the second-best team. You didn't see that much of that without Jared Jack, but when they have Jerry Jack in the lineup, they look incredible. I mean, the fact that they can go to Jack and Briscoe and alternate in between them I think is a weapon of its own. But, you know, James White is always a guy that's very credible. Amir Johnson, I feel like, gets better week in and week out. Yeah, the he's, fifth he's guy really there, finding his footing. I think so too. The fifth guy's been interchangeable because they just lost Quintel Woods, unfortunately. And after speaking with him, he thinks he's kind of done for the year. Uh, So that's unfortunate. They did add Devin Sweetney, who pretty cool. We actually now have three guys from the tryouts, and that's cool. Sweetney, Corey Jefferson, and Tony Criswell, who made his debut as well. But we didn't get a chance to see him play. So maybe figuring out the back end of the rotation. But like, what would you like in one word? How how would you even describe Trilogy? Up to this point.
0: I mean, I think they're the deepest team in the league. You know, Mm. even without seeing Sweetney yet, uh, I don't know if you can point to me to another bench that has one guy. And unfortunately, you know, I'm sort of saying this statement because of Quintel Woods, but you know, up to this point, they've had really two guys that could start for other teams. I don't know if there's another team out there that you can say that about.
1: That's a really you know.
0: I, yeah, really I I I think one. about it, and you know, you know, killer I mean, killer threes, CJ Watson, maybe, but you know, tri state, you have Earl Clark. But other than that, I, I just feel like you Briscoe and Woods are starting on the majority of teams. Yeah. And you know, I like you said, they they miss Jarrett Jack, they don't have this person for this game, and it's just they just keep going. They were Steven Jackson had. The best offseason. Yeah. Steven Jackson constructed that team from the I ground up. I think they had meta. They I mean, maybe, you know, I don't know what type of shape meta was in. If you're having meta replace Quintel Woods, in, sure. But Quintel Woods, credit to him, no disrespect, played great. Yeah, he did. And I don't want to immediately, just because he's, he's meta world
1: peace, say, oh, it would have been such a big upgrade. No, I think it's recency biased in the sense that I just watched Jermaine O'Neill's. I guess, documentary that he put together. Oh, how was that? Malice at the Palace. Pretty good. Uh, You know, I feel like we were a little bit younger when that happened back in 04. So it was hard to grasp everything that was going on. I was six. And it was a different world. I was seven. So we, a little bit of a hard understanding. You remember seeing non-sports center as a kid, but it was good. You get a little bit more insight on what they were kind of going through at that time and and the consequences they faced. But anyways, maybe that's why I'm thinking about that from a trilogy standpoint, but... I mean, you're 100% right. They have a ton of guys who could be starting on different teams who could make valuable impacts on other teams. And to the fact that, I mean, like, I think Isaiah Briscoe is one of the most dynamic people to bring off the bench. You know, I, you know, we talked about him as maybe a fourth man of the year kind of guy. Yeah. But we saw what he did in the starting role. He put up 22 points. Unfortunately, it was in a loss. But, you know, they also lost Quintel Woods in that game. Maybe things are different if they have four, four people to go to. And Ball Hubs is a good team this year. That's weird to say. But, you know, I I think for me, I look at Trilogy, and I just – I still think they might be the second-best team in this league. I mean, they are second in the standings. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I just think they might be the second-best team. So, uh, overall, a solid weekend for Trilogy. You didn't separate yourself necessarily. But – But neither did anybody else, so. (laughs) Neither did anybody else. You sit in second place. And also, they have the highest uh, point differential in the league at plus 40. So – Yeah. Feel pretty good about what they've done so far. You beat a good Ghost Ballers team, uh, despite the circumstances. Moving on to Tri State, they also went one and one on the weekend. They probably had the strongest weekend, I would say, outside uh, in terms of teams that went one and one because they lost by three to Power, but then yeah. they won one by three against Ball Hogs both in, in Crunch Time. You um, saw Jason Richardson return. He looked solid in his return. Nate Robinson, I think, had. It continues to, to look better and better as the yep, season every goes week. on. It yep. was a little bit of a struggle. Earl Clark, uh, he's looking more and more like the number two pick. So you're seeing a little bit of continuity. You're seeing uh, some guys that are, are I guess, getting adjusted or have a little bit more chemistry with each other. And They just look more like a team. The small I ball agree. seems to work for them. I love the ball movement they have. You know, that's something that Rick Berry preaches for ball hogs. But Tri-State does a really good job of it, even as a smaller lineup and with been without Larry Sanders. I mean – what do, you, what do we think of Tri-State? I know that we kind of had the middle of the pack coming into the season. What do we think of them right now at 4-2? and two?
0: I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's really just playing up to, you know, playing above expectations. Jason Richardson has been playing great, but it was really, it was the Jason Richardson show. But now maybe his absence was sort of a, kind of a blessing in disguise because it forced everybody else to be like, all right, like, you know, we got to do this. Yeah. And credit to them, they have. And so now if you can get Jason Richardson back at the level that, he was with Earl Clark, with the way Nate Robinson's playing. Hopefully get Larry Sanders back sooner rather than later. Uh the way Tony Roten's been playing. I think Yeah, you know, right? I, right? I, I think this is this is Tri-State's a damn good team. Yeah. And you know, uh, you look at these teams, you look at how many four and two teams there are. There's really we're gonna end up with two teams who were pretty good, who were probably playoff level teams in 2019 who aren't gonna make it. That's just the that that's just a sad fact. Yeah. For me, I think Tri-State, you know, depending on we don't know the schedule. Um actually that's not true. Dante said to them on July, Live. I think they're playing Tri-State next week. Okay. I so did that's see a, somewhere else that I can't remember who I saw. I don't know if say, that's true though. Like, you yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I maybe he said that, but I'm sure take that he, for what I, it's worth. I'll, I'll take that for what it's worth. Um, but killer, so that's a huge game to me. You know, I, I think I have killer threes in a slight edge, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm still I'm still think that if you look at the other four and two teams, I think I think Tri has a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think I think they are gonna have to go out there and you're gonna have to go two and zero in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think so too. So, Larry Sanders did say that his goal was to return by week seven. He was dealing with ankle or I'm not I'm sorry, not ankle, rib and wrist injury. That's on right. His Instagram. So. He's kind of working his way back, but they could definitely use the size. But, I mean, in the game against Ballhawks, we saw Earl Clark put up 20, Jason Richardson put up 18, and Nate Robinson put up 12. And in the game against Power, I mean, another – I feel like that was a strong game, even though they were down late. They really made a kind of a run for their money late in the game. Saw Jay Rich with 18, and then Nate Robinson 10, Tony Roden 10, Earl Clark 9. So they're really getting, like, scoring contributions from everybody, and they're having – multiple you know three or four double digits courts it seems like game in and game out which is why we kind of thought ghost ballers was so dangerous uh you know up to this point so i'm gonna bring them up over.
0: again i'm gonna bring them up again does this team kind of remind you of that killer threes team but replace steven Ooh. jackson with jason richardson
1: Ooh, that's a great comparison yes, right 100 percent, guys you can rely on uh contributions from Different people throughout throughout the rotation. Yeah, that's definitely. what this team is seeing like, you know, this it really looks like it's forming into Jason Richardson is the guy he's we didn't the necessarily end end. have a ton of hope for them coming into the year. We thought they were a solid mm-hmm. team, but they've, you know, exceeded expectations. Okay, I like that comparison. That is spot on. Um, so Tri-State, they sit at four and two plus 23 differential. They are fourth in the standings at the moment. So, currently, if the Bahamas or the playoffs were to start today, it'd be triplets, trilogy, killer threes, and tri-state. All the T's. All the T's. (laughs) And all the teams that have some kind of three pun in it, like as a team name, which is pretty cool. Well, yeah, I
0: mean, you're going to get that. You know what I mean? There's unfortunately – Well, I mean, like when when you you have enemies,
1: bivouac, and aliens at the bottom – well, that's fair too, but we have power in there, and they're not really one and ballhogs. they fighting for a spot. Okay, so my point has been made. All right, right, correct, uh, correct, correct. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, and the fifth, that that would mean though, that two four and, t, four and two teams are not in the in the would not be going to the playoffs despite having the same record. Ghost being the first one, and it was a rough weekend, not because they went one and one, because they lost their best player uh, due to injury after their game in Milwaukee it was like late in the game after they had. Uh, in their I think it was like the first game when they played threes company. Um Mike Taylor heard his groin driving to the basket on a layup attempt. They won that game 50 to 38. Uh they added Alex Scales and Coursey Edwards, but by the way, Alex Scales looks like he could be fighting for pickup like the best midseason pickup after the two games he played. Yeah. Um, I mean
0: those those are two great pickups. You know, yeah. like like if I was running a big three team, those are the two guys that I call for injury replacements in the middle of the season. Exactly. Like like those might be exactly the two people that I call. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they both look like they just fit in nicely. It was a seamless transition yeah. for them. Two good bowlers, unfortunately, and again, more big three vets. All like big three guys. We talk I mean? about the the veteran experience. How 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 well it can you can use it to your advantage. Um, I want ghost bowlers in the Bahamas. I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Not a not a lot of uh, objectivity there. It's a little bit of bias to Ghost Ballers, huh? Yeah, um, that's fair enough. I, I like They're my League sleeper Ballers team. <laughs> they have to be. Can't be Bivouac, Not only because uh, been my everybody was team. on them, but
0: they've been my sleeper team. Bivwack went too extreme. <laughs> You're going to keep them as
1: your sleeper team if we look back on. Them. They were Ghost bowlers were my sleeper team. No, I'm saying Bivwack can could have still be your sleeper team. Oh yeah, I'm they sleeper. haven't woken up. <laughs> 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 they've yet to wake up. Um, no, but Ghost Ballers, I mean, like, unfortunately for them, they ended up losing 51-34 to, uh, to Trilogy. I mean, that was just a tough game in general. Not having Mike Taylor. Your dogs love Mike Taylor. They don't want to hear that. They, they love Mike Taylor, like apparently. Don't yeah, don't, me. no uh, no slander on Ghost Ballers. Uh, so, one and one over the weekend. Mike Taylor probably should be back. I think he's been fighting through a knee injury most of the early part of the season. I mean, what do we – What do we think of ghost Ballers? I mean, obviously you want them to go to the Bahamas, but what are your thoughts on them now as we enter the the back half of the season? On ghost ballers, you know, like I just said, you know, that's a team that I, that I want to win.
0: I think it was, you know, I'm not really putting too much into it. It's unfortunate because there is such a limited season, but you don't have your best player. You lose to a good team. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's very plain and simple, but you got to, again, you got to win out the team that everybody controls their own destiny, in my opinion. You got to go two and zero.
1: Oh. Yeah, I think it's tough. Yeah, literally every team's gonna have to go two and zero. Oh, and I wish we knew the schedule a little bit better because I think we're gonna see a lot of these four and two teams fighting for spots. or four and we're two teams now. fighting or uh, playing, you know, a three and three team or a four and two team. So it's gonna be interesting. Three headed monsters is another team that's four and two. Unfortunately, they're have the lowest plus point differential out of the four and two teams. But their team that went one and one. Uh, you know, I felt like at times in the triplets game, they gave them a little bit of – or they were able to, you know, match them pound yeah. for pound at, at times. And then they played enemies and obviously beat them. But, you know, like Kevin Murphy has been super impressive. If, if they could just like – let me just say this. If they could have kept it all together and, and kept triplets from going on a 16-0 run to end the first half – there's a chance that Triplets could have walked away from the weekend 0 and 2 because that's how on fire Kevin Murphy was. Hit two four pointers, hit hit really three, but one counts as a as a free throw four pointer. But 29 right. points for him, and then you know enemies they took care of business there. What what do we is 300 monsters the team that might be on the outside looking in, or do you still have yeah, do you have faith in them?
0: I do have. I think you can't not have faith in them because you know they've just never who the they are they've never missed the playoffs before and i do want that streak to continue i think richard lewis is really coming into his own he really seems to be like taking over in some areas um as like the past it's kind of been like the kevin murphy show but richard lewis is really trying to step up reggie evans won player of the week obviously so that's you know offensively
1: but- his game looks better each year
0: yeah, I know, which is
1: crazy. What is happening? Say? Not the Reggie um, Evans we knew.
0: I'll never forget. I'll never forget being at Barclays Center for the 2019 press conference, and it was Three Headed <laughs> Monsters versus Trilogy, and Trilogy beat Three Headed Monsters. But uh, they were talking about they're like, well, "How do you guard Reggie Evans?" And Kenyon Martin was like, "We want to let Reggie Evans score because he's not a scorer. So if Reggie Evans is the one scoring, it's fine." And I remember sitting there and being like. Listen, like, I get your Kenyan, like, you know I mean? Like, you know more about basketball than I'll ever know in my life. <laughs> but, like, I just flat out disagree with that. Yeah. Because I feel like Reggie Evans has been a pretty offensive weapon his entire Big 3 tenure.
1: I, I think so, too. He's put up multiple 20-point games, probably more than he has in his whole NBA career. Probably. In Big Three. <laughs> I but mean, to be real. It's
0: just it's just the rebounding that just sets him apart. and Kills you. For Three-Headed Monsters, I hope not. You know, that's gonna be one that stings, but I can never count out a team that has Mahmoud, Reggie, and Rashard. Cause at the end of the day, they've never
1: missed the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Um, and I don't think that they are now. You know what I love
1: too is that over the past three weeks, we've had Scal, Catino, and Steven Jackson on the broadcasting team. And every time that they're one of them were talking about a three-headed monsters game. They always talk about how difficult it is to contain Reggie Evans uh, and just how much he means to a team, you know, with his effort, with his rebounding and apparently now offensively, because, you know, another 2014 game and he won player of the week, which is pretty wild. I thought one of the K-3s guys would have won it, but Reggie Evans takes home the player of the week. Three-headed monster sits at four and two. I think where this race gets really interesting is where we look at the seven, eight, eight spot and we see power and ball hogs, two teams that went one and one, um, you know, for power, they're they're still dealing with the the injury woes. Unfortunately, like Catino came back for game or week five and then got hurt in week six. On the plus side, they did get Big Baby back, and it was good to see Glenn Davis back out there. Uh, Bullet, he's electric. He he really Glenn is. Davis is electric. <laughs> a fun guy. He makes the big three so much fun. And then yeah, you know, Dusan Bullet. I think that as a facilitator and distributor. Already one of the best in the league, but he's really coming into his own. as kind of being the, the guy to, to run the offense through. Uh, and then Ballhawks is, you know, one and one we, we said they had to be one and one to stay in the race. Unfortunately, we didn't think all these teams would be four and two. Yeah, we uh, expected a couple oh and twos. But they are still in seventh place. They still do have a plus point differential. Uh, if you had to make a decision today – on which three and three team would make the playoffs. I think I know what you're going to say, but who would you, who would you think? Like it who has a game? better shot between the two? Like not necessarily a better shot, but who do you think would make it out of the two teams? I would say, I would say Bullhogs. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to be like, oh no, it's Nancy Lieberman in power.
0: I think, you know, again, we haven't seen power fully healthy. And, you know, you add Royce to a team with Catino and Glenn Davis and Bullet and, uh, you know, Darnell Jackson, who's been great for them. I, I just don't know what, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know who's stopping that team, but we haven't seen that team yet. And hogs to me, ball hugs have really, Ballhugs had a rough schedule they really have like
1: they've played really like all the top teams think about it they they beat trilogy on thursday 50 to 43 and then they get tri-state and lose 50 to 47 in a really really tight one that i thought they were going to get away with but tri-state power came to me like power looked good Doosan looked good but power almost
0: blew that lead to tri-state and then you're like oh like this doesn't look right like this is like they're playing sloppy like you
1: don't really see this from them Yeah, they won fifty to forty seven against. And then
0: then that aliens loss, I just I don't really have a lot of faith in a team that lost to aliens. And I get (laughs) you were missing Royce White, but that was it. You're just missing Royce White. If you're a team that belongs in the playoffs, you have no business losing. Well, and Coutinho, kinda.
1: I mean, Coutinho did get hurt in that game, and he's still dealing with the leg injury. It seems like he can't shake. it I get it.
0: And Bullets new, and Darnell Jackson's new. I I, I will say, too,
1: like, a lot of the time, I feel like Dusan was making great passes early on in that game. Yeah. Like, honestly, the Power Aliens game was really hard to watch. It was a lot of bricks. It was Uh, hard to watch. Darnell Jackson had a tough time catching the ball early in that game, and and I think Dusan was also trying to force some tough passes to not only Jackson but Big Baby. But, I mean, maybe this is more of a credit to Aliens than it is Power, but either way, I think Power – off the ball and a, and a crucial crucial time to to go 2-0 and on the weekend uh now sitting at 3-3 it's tough I mean they're a team that never missed the playoffs either so you don't want to count out anything that power does or any team run by Nancy Lieberman but I mean like you said they just can't get that they can't figure out or they can't get that team healthy really no. is what it is and I would have to say power still, but man, or Barbosa has I, can, I can respect like that. that. I can respect I can, that. I just feel like Ballhogs are like, you know who Ballhogs are, right?
0: Like Ballhogs to me is a team that that you know you go two and O, oh, you play well, you turn it on. You know, I think Ballhogs would really benefit a lot from you know a six man in that squad, or you know someone yeah. other than Scalabrini who really doesn't play but takes up that captain spot um i mean the aliens game is tough I'll, you look at the stats that alien game when they play tough. power that's a tough andre, pill to swallow it really is but at, i don't want to reward them after that by being like yeah they can still make like the playoffs
1: look, look they're in, this, trouble. They're look in this. trouble look at this from a uh production standpoint from aliens in general andre elwin's 14 points i mean let me put it in a better fashion to, to make you realize how maybe a, how much of an ally this could be you don't have okay. katina mobley And then Brandon Rush was your fourth leading scorer in that game with 10 points. Jason Maxey opened up 12. Odin had a really good game offensively and defensively. 12 points, 8 rebounds. And Andre Owens nails his second four-pointer of the weekend to win it off balance. Um, In Tucson's face. In Tucson's face, 14 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists for Andre Owens. So, I mean, give a little bit of credit to Elias there, but, yes, it is hard to, like, reward a team that – that lost to a team that was one and one and four up to this point
0: i will say this so if you're the big three a little off topic but if if you're the big three and you do decide that you want to expand this offseason first guy i'm going to and offering one of those teams to is Dusan. oh i like that he's been fantastic for the league uh you know obviously there's a lot of responsibilities that go into being a captain but i would just say
1: it's yours because, because I, I his think whole, it, his it, whole three-on-three team over from FIFA. I mean, <laughs> why like, not? Ah, not nah, any of you guys. Why not? That'd be interesting to see if it works against, you know. You know, why, absolutely, why the hell not? Little uh, Serbian basketball and Listen, big three we, murder.
0: We've, we've seen him. He loves the big three.
1: Yeah. He, he's, he's looked better and some, better. He's looked better and better. You
0: Like you just said, he's one of the best players in this league. That's evident. You know what I mean? We all yeah. knew what he was going to be. It would have been shocking if he wasn't, but you just saw these last two games. He is the equivalent of, you know, uh,
1: he's a top 10 player in this league. Oh yeah. I mean like he really has like come on strong. Like imagine if he's got, he's not playing in the Olympics beforehand or. That's what I mean. Jet lag. So that, that to me is somebody, yeah. that's somebody you want to lock cool. up. Well, okay. Also I'm giving Andre Owens a team back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because first off, I don't know what happened.
1: I don't know what happened where Greg Oden took the spot and they drafted back. But the man has come to play. He leaves the team with scoring. He just drilled two game-winning four-pointers, which I don't know if anyone's ever done that back-to-back. Definitely not. Um, it's a big reason why Aliens even has two wins in their win comp. Like, I'm like, Andre, I'm sorry. Here, here's another team. Here's another expansion team. Like, We apologize. because. The man's done good things for aliens. Like aliens, should probably be sitting a little bit further down. And and well, I mean, they do have three expansion teams towards the bottom, but at least they're the best one outside of triplets. Uh, oh, without, gonna, without a doubt, and they, and they have been. So I'm at least giving that them a team back. Let's yeah. let's talk about aliens a little bit. Uh, two and four, Three's Company also two and four. Each team or aliens went two and zero. Oh, excuse me, and Three's Company went one and one. Albeit that one win was against Bivwak and. Like we've been kind of calling them at this point, the replacements. Yeah. Uh, aliens won fifty to forty-five over power, and then won fifty to forty-two over enemies. Three's Company won fifty to forty-four over biblack, and then, like I said earlier, lost fifty to thirty-eight to Ghost Ballers. Uh, you know, I think Aliens coming on strong. They've won two in a row. Three's Company one and one, but still severely missing Jeremy Pargo. I think in that offensive scoring punch, they got twenty-two points from Drew Gooden, but. Again, against a, uh, a big flag team with a lot of new faces, still trying to figure out not only the league, but their team. Right. Uh, I mean, hi, nice th- to meet you. Yeah, exactly. It seems like that every week. Like who's the only, con- there is no constant on that team. Reggie Theus is their only constant on that team? Yeah. <laughs> he just shows up to coach every week. He's like, uh, which four or five do I have this week? Yeah. <laughs> um, It is cool to see two tryout guys and, Oh, I guess we're not talking about Bivlack yet, but it was cool to see two trial guys for Bivlack. We can knock
0: Bivlack out of the park. It's simple. Let's, I mean, just,
1: let's, let's just kind of group the four. And we'll add enemies in there too. It's one yeah. and five, Oh, uh, and 6 for Bivlack. Enemies in Bivlack at this point are, are eliminated. Eliminated. Uh, but the two, two and four teams, technically still in the race. Uh, is it too little, too late? Do you think that you should keep an eye on them? I mean, I mean, while they're not mathematically limited, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess keep an eye on them. I mean, I should, we go anything, and, though, should we go ahead and count them out is what I'm saying. Should we go ahead and cross them off the list? Yes. Not even, okay.
0: But I will say this though. I think they're dangerous enough though where they could play spoiler. I think I think, think, I think Aliens already has. Aliens, yeah, they, in my opinion, has messed this whole thing up. They might have crushed
1: Power's chances. I,
0: I really <laughs> think that they might have because there's just, you look at all the teams in front of Power who have to lose out.
1: Yeah, I'm very interested about the schedule now because imagine if a lot of four and two teams are playing each other and then aliens. I mean, like aliens have they even I mean they got they played enemies. Well They've we know Ghostballers has to play triplets. Yeah. We know so, that we know that game's coming. I'm just looking at it like this way from perspective of like if I'm on aliens and I'm trying to give myself a little bit of hope sitting at two and four after two. You weeks. have hope. You absolutely have hope. Well, duh, I mean, duh, you do have but your like, destiny
0: isn't in your own hands. Fair
1: That's enough. That's the only Fair thing. enough. As that's opposed to game. everyone else in front of you who is. Three's so, Company, if you get Pargo back, it's a huge spoiler team.
0: Yes, a huge spoiler team. Uh, that's a trap game in the industry. They call that a trap game. Anybody playing Three's Company
1: with Pargo back, hopefully, is that's a trap game. Uh, you're going to hate me for saying this, but for some reason, I still look at – like, do we look at enemies as a potential spoiler team as well? It's sitting at one in no. five. No. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> Elijah
0: Stewart's in Germany.
1: Yeah. You, you said Elijah Stewart's – I, I don't know. Is Elijah Stewart done? He's in Germany. <laughs> I mean, it might be at the point where they're, they're like, hey, your team's eliminated. He's like, well, I gotta go make money playing somewhere yeah. else. this team's not gonna get any wins. We, we did hear Frank say that there were incentives to win. I don't know. <laughs> what yeah. if it's kind of at the point where they're just like Elijah Stewart's like, man, I gotta go for the, the Well, ball. I just
0: like I'm sure just like anything else, he's looking, he's like, Can I collect two more game checks? Or do I take this opportunity to start a full season-long contract.
1: Yeah, maybe so. So you take
0: that, and nobody can – blame if that's what it is,
1: nobody blames him for that. It's been a tough year I for wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: blame him for that if he was on three-headed monsters.
1: Well, that's true. I wouldn't either. You even, know what I
0: mean? I would say you got to go take care of you. You know what I mean? And, and nobody else in their right mind would say that. It would suck. You'd be like, yeah. damn, but come on. You know
1: what I mean? One you know, thing I wish we would have saw from enemies a little bit more that we saw in their game against three-headed monsters is when they went with Harry Jones – Isaiah Austin and Jordan Hill, like the big lineup, mm. like they played pretty well. Like they were, they were behind by a lot. Three-item monsters early in the half. I think it was like 27 to 13. I mean, I can check for accuracy reasons, but I felt like once they had that lineup, they caught up and they took the lead at a point. And I was like, oh, okay, this this time together looks pretty good. Like they should have been doing more of this when uh, it was earlier in the season. But yeah, that's a, Tough way to go out because as for Gil, you know, I just feels like enemies is just not a successful franchise up to this point. Like they just can't figure out what this team needs or who to construct the team around. Your only constant is Perry Jones. Who's like, man, I feel like I have a good team every year. And we aren't. And we're in the I, bottom half. What's crazy is I can't name a single person that saw this coming.
0: Can you, can you name a single person, Anthony, that saw this coming from the jump? uh let's see not just this season but last season as well Mm, let's see was it the guy? and was maybe someone maybe somebody who was desecrated and called called a hater and was it the guy that was hitting me up on
1: instagram
0: or i know there was someone hitting you up on instagram saying that they don't like me because of my opinions (laughs) Well, that,
1: that is true. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll if you haven't figured it out, yes, Will, you, you are correct for a second year in a row that Enemies is good. At this point, I'm just doubling down. I'm going to triple down, quadruple down. One of these years, one of these games, I will get it right. But I, I mean, also you, said, too, oh my God, remember my hot take?
0: I said ball hogs will be in the playoff race all season. You said they would have at least a
1: four and four record. Yeah. And, and here they
0: are, three and three. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Honestly, you know, and you went six for six on Thursday. So honestly, I went six for point, six on
0: Thursday and then one for one for six,
1: I think the next day. Go ahead and crown me here. Uh, I know what I'm talking about. You've had a fantastic season. You've had a fantastic season. Um, yeah, you know your shit. So I know what people I'm talking about. Get on it. Know your shit. Was, uh, was, it's
0: so funny because, like, you really you come to these episodes prepared and you're like, wow. You know, you're little, coming at me like that. No, 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 no. I know. Let me, I'm saying like you, like, you know your shit too. And I come to you for things. Like, I'll be like, hey, like, you know, who, you know, like, like I, like I asked in this episode, oh, who did Killer Threes play? You know what I mean? Like, like I can't yeah. tell you that. But like, oh, you want me to pick who's going to win? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I got that.
1: <laughs> but don't, did don't, I, watch these I watched the most recaps. I probably give the big three YouTube the, the most views out of anybody. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I can't pick a team to win to save my life. (laughs) been a tough, tough year. And, honestly, Saturday was a tough year. There was a ton of upsets. I tried tried to pick one. Saturday was a wash. And I tried to pick one upset, and I pick enemies again. Like, dude, they – That is a a toxic relationship here. Very toxic. Oh, God, sickening. Um, Are enemies the Jets of the big three? Wow, gosh. Every team I like just turns to mush. Every team that I'm rooting for, I think I know what I'm talking about, just turns to absolute dog shit. So, (laughs) yes, they are the Jets, the team that you want to be good. It's like it's like this, okay? My dad has a good friend that's a Jets fan, and every year, you know, through you know, even before my lifetime, they'd be like, "Oh, we got Keyshawn Johnson," or or we draft you know LT, drafted Thomas, Chad Pennington, or we got Bill Belichick as coach. My dad's always like, "Eh, you know." we'll see <laughs> Then at the end of the year <laughs> they're like in the top 10 for draft picks and there's another reason it just feels like we're always finding reasons on why they'll be good but they're just yeah. never good you know yeah. so maybe so good comparison uh, let's talk about the last team big black who unfortunately is another team that went 0-2 and now sits at 0-6 in the seasons I don't know if I'm ready to call them the ball hogs of the big three just yet because it's just one season and it's been tough as opposed to the ball hogs who are actually doing very good <laughs> this season, <laughs> right? Uh, it's been a tough year for them. You know, they added Bobby Brown, who looked pretty good in the big three, added Tony Criswell, who was a trial guy, as we mentioned earlier, looked really good in this debut, putting up 19 points, 15 rebounds. But their game against the threes company this was a you know, on Saturday was a kind of tough one to watch because they didn't really have a lot of implications. I mean. The cool part about Bivouac is they do have a couple of tryout guys, and we do get to see a couple new faces to the league. Who do you like that you feel like maybe could should have or could have been drafted? Maybe let's start with this. Should have been drafted. How would you fix Bivouac? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. You don't fix Bivouac. They've just had a, a, a tough season and a lot of bad luck yeah. with some of the injuries and sicknesses they're facing. But which guy on Bivouac currently do you feel like – should have been drafted to another team that was picked up by Bidwack, or which player? I said which team, which player, and which player do you feel like has a has a real shot to be drafted next year as a potential piece to make a team better? Like who do you who do you like on Bidwack that's on their team right now? I know it's. Kind oh, of a, I, I mixed see. What you're saying. Bag. I see. I see. I see what you're saying. I mean, uh, like who's making a case for themselves for next year at this point? That's what you. Kind of I think. Uh, I think Criswell's played great. And One game under his belt, nineteen fifteen. Yeah,
0: I, you know, I Criswell.
1: I like Bobby Brown,
0: it? Alonzo Gee, Alonzo B. Gee's been good. They've been fun to watch with the replacements. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, it 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 kind of worst case scenario. It went from like you know a team that was heavily underachieving, where you were almost like you know come on like you know like I don't even want right. to like watch this you know like like right. what are you guys doing? There's so much talent on this team. What are you guys doing? And then unfortunately, everyone got hurt.
1: Dude, it feels like.
0: So now it, it's like it's a different kind of suck. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the suck do?
1: that that pisses you off. It's just suck. You're like, oh, like Alex. That that one's way worse too. By the way, when someone's like, ah, like, yeah, you know, kind of that's, feels that's, bad for you. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. I, I went from like being like, what the hell, bivouac, to like, oh, bivouac.
1: <laughs> like this is this is the funniest part, or not the funniest part, but the I guess like the saddening part is like we saw Jermaine Taylor get a shot. The next week, he's out. Saw Quincy Miller get a couple shots, had a great game. He's out somewhere. You know, like, saw Alonzo G finally have his best games. He doesn't play this league. It's like every time they build off something, yeah, I know. It, it just instantly it's brutal. turns it's around. Brutal. It's like late. that. It's like, you know, every team's like, oh,
0: this is our once in a lifetime team. That goes the opposite way. It's <laughs> a once in a lifetime, like, terrible bad luck team. Yeah. Like, if,
1: one word to describe Bivlack if we're going to stay on, on that trend, which we we failed to do throughout the episode. Oh, yeah. We like, didn't okay. do that once. <laughs> we were, we were going to talk about we we're going to describe what each team in one word but that didn't happen except for like one team but for big it's just the replacements you know you fill filling in the gaps where you can and and hopefully some of these guys make a name for themselves for the upcoming gears. i mean we see what big three veteran like big three big three vets come in and do so yeah. uh hopefully you know in the future that's what biv can do but i like to see all the guys get an opportunity because really for guys like tony chriswell and Corey jefferson and and Devin Sweetney, who hasn't made his debut yet. For guys like that, they really are blazing a path for others who yeah. want to be professionals and now have an opportunity to do so um, if they have a good tryout and ultimately a good combine and get drafted. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Now, now it's been proven. You know I mean? If you go out and you combine, you might not necessarily get drafted, but they're absolutely – they're obviously very seriously considering that because
1: they kept these guys' names written down and now these guys are getting opportunities. Yeah, no doubt. So two more weeks within the regular season – coming up we don't exactly know the schedule yet i think the players do but maybe the the website does not so uh we look we look at week seven and week eight two more games we talked a little bit about mvp races let me ask you this question i know that we talked about a little bit last week but at this point i feel like it's been two weeks essentially even though it's been one i think things have changed up a little bit give me your top three mvps and give me your four questions Four Bahamas teams, like four teams that you think are going to make the playoffs. Got it. Okay, that's that's a fair question to ask at this point. I would say my four Bahamas teams are probably –
0: I'm going to say triplets, trilogy, killer threes, ghost ballers.
1: Okay. So, essentially, the current standings except ghost ballers for Tri-State. Gotcha. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, For my MVPs – Yeah, give me your MVP race. I'm going to say Joe Johnson, number one. I'm going to say – Mike Taylor, number two. And then gaining very quick momentum
1: is Dante Green at number three. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So I have the same three triplets, trilogy, killer threes as my three Bahamas team or three of my four Bahamas teams. The fourth one's tough for me because <laughs> I really do feel like I want to say Ghost Bowlers, but now I, I don't know. The how bad the injury is to Mike Taylor, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that bad, but you, you know, you don't know how it affects teams long term. Tri State, you like the small ball lineup. How effective is it on every team? I feel like they're maybe a matchup nightmare for some and others not. Uh, and then you have three headed monsters who make the playoffs every year. You got a couple three and three teams in there. <laughs> uh, so tough. I'll give you my MVP race. It's definitely Joe Johnson. Uh, I'm going to say we injure Barbosa. I'm going to say Dante Green just because I feel like Dante Green made headway and Mike Taylor lost a couple points just for more of a team effort on Thursday and then missing yeah. a game. Uh, that fourth team, um, tough, tough, tough. I think I'm going to say three-headed monsters, just because they somehow seem to make it in every year. Yeah, yeah. that's just me kind of taking a wild guess at this point, though. I think it's. I, I think I'll have a better understanding of that once I see the schedule. Yes,
0: I think so too. That would give me because a ghost balls. My indication. opinion: ghost balls haven't played triplets.
1: Haven't played power. I think that's why. I'm if kinda... they
0: play those two teams in the, the season, I don't know if I have them at number four.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good way to look at it. You look at the teams who have already went through the gauntlet for, <laughs> which yeah. is. Trilogy and Killer Threes, Trilogy Killer. Th- I think Three Headed Monsters has already played a ton of tough teams. Yeah, um, you know they played Triplets already. They already played Trilogy and played Killer Threes. But one of these teams is going to end up playing Aliens, Enemies, Bivouac.
0: Yeah, at this point, it's company. like, these and that—that's like, the team that I feel like is going to be
1: like, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the way to look at it. Like, who hasn't played the worst teams yet? Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I know it's kind of a lot of information thrown at you in two games packed into one episode, but hopefully you were, we were able to detail it enough and give you a little bit of indication of where the team's stand and how they look currently. We appreciate everybody who tunes in week in and week out, whether it's on your preferred podcast platform, you're watching the show, or you're tuning in on Dash Radio or, or the Nothing But Net channel. We appreciate you guys as always. We'll be back for another recap in week seven and we'll see you guys next time. Yes, sir.